I treat each and every one of my clients how I would want to be treated. Like, I have bad days. I know they're going to have bad days, but, you know, like, sometimes you need someone to, to give you that push. So I, I try to just build a relationship where, like, I can empathize with them. That's how I, I try to push them. Welcome to The Profitable Table, fed by Woolco Foods, the nation's first podcast devoted to the business and lifestyle of the hospitality industry. Now, here's your host, Wilco Foods CEO, Stephen Toberoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Profitable Table fed by Wilco Foods. Today's guest at first blush might seem a little off the topics that we've been covering, but then if you think about it for just a second, you'll realize it's actually completely on point. I did a podcast a few episodes ago where I was talking about what is really required to start and open a successful business in the restaurant and hospitality industry. And the first thing I mentioned was making sure that you take care of your physical and mental health so that you have the energy and the focus and everything you need to begin an endeavor as challenging as opening your own restaurant or bar or whatever the business may be. And today I have a guest who can speak on that with a maximum level of authority Today, I have the privilege of interviewing Dane Chang, who in addition to being an IFBB professional bodybuilder, in addition to being an entrepreneur of his own clothing line, DTC Fitness, and being the most sought-after trainer uh, in Bergen County, I also have the privilege of calling this man my friend. He's been a tremendous source of insight and inspiration for me. And Dane, thank you for uh, taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Dane, before we get into it, can you just tell us a little bit about what led you into fitness in general and bodybuilding, what your journey was, and and, and how you began the process of, of developing and cultivating this passion? Well, it all started when I, I started um, in high school on a ranch track, and, you know, I, I had a, like that passion for fitness just struck me in the beginning. Then I went to college. And I started working in the hospital and working in the hospital, I wanted to, you know, help people and find a way that I could prevent them from going into the hospital. So one day I was walking past a gym. It was a Barry Total Fitness. And, you know, I got something to eat. Don't judge me. I went to McDonald's. (laughs) I don't believe it. (laughs) Yeah. So I got something to eat and, and I was outside the gym, and I was eating uh, in front of the gym, but I didn't realize that there was a mirror um, that you can see inside the gym and outside the gym. So I'm eating, and then the uh, the general manager comes up, and he's like, hey, listen, you know what? Um, like, I'm sorry, but, you know, like, you have people right here working out, trying to get in shape, and you know, like, you balance up on their face. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I didn't know. And, you know, I apologized. And so he looked at me and said, hey, um, you know, you have a pretty decent physique. Uh, would you like to be a trainer? And at this time, I was working in the hospital as a endoscopy tech. So it's like, okay, what do I have to do? So he said, uh, you know, you have to take your test first, get certified into NASM or any other credible certification to be a trainer. So I'm like, okay. So, you know, I came in that week, and the next week I, you know, got certified and, what year was to, this, Dane? How long ago was this? This 
was um, 2001. I started November. I won't forget that. November 2001. Now, if people, um, Dane's Instagram account is DTC Fitness. And if you go check that out, as you should, it's a phenomenal uh, Instagram page. But you'll see what Dane's physique looks like now and, and, you know, professional bodybuilder elite. At this point in 2001, Dane, I guess you were not, you were in good shape, but nowhere near the level that it, that you're at now. Like that, you know, took many, many years. But at that point, I guess there was just sort of the, the potential that they saw. It was a potential. Like I did not look how I look now. Uh, it's it's funny what, you know, like staying staying consistent and, you know, eating right and, and doing the right things. And little by little, it just, just comes together. But definitely did not look how I look now. So you uh, started it and, and it became, a am assuming, a, a huge yeah, passion it, for you. I just like a bug bit me. And, you know, like I like my... Love my job working in the hospital, but it was just it was just a different type of feeling. It was just like like man, like you can actually like really like change like lives. And it's not even on a on a, a physical level, but more like, you know, like mentally spiritual because you're dealing with all different people and you know, like you get them first. So like whatever their day like turns out to be, the first thing they see is you. Like when they wake up, they go to the gym or whatever, you know, like you, you pretty much like dictate how their day is going to go. I respect that. And I know from knowing you, the immense impact you're having on people, not just in helping them with their physical fitness, but in their mind. You know, one of the things that is becoming more and more common is you've got CEOs training like athletes and you have athletes who are adopting mindsets of CEOs. And as I may have said in the beginning, if I haven't, Dane has his own phenomenal fitness line called DTC Fitness. You really can't go anywhere in Bergen County and and not see people doing it. But from my vantage point, Dane, when I was speaking in an earlier episode and just in general, you know, you have individuals that are business people, they're ambitious, they're, they're working hard. And now people are really understanding that exercise is vital, not just for the health benefits, but also for the mindset. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are in terms of the approach somebody can take in relationship to fitness, using it as an as almost another tool to make them a better business person, a better entrepreneur, a better competitor in that particular sport. You know what I mean? Well, it's a, it's a big correlation with um, your success and, and working out. It's kind of a, an escape. Like you're, you know, most people have like different outlets just to go and, you know, like gather themselves and, and reset. But the working out, it's, it just takes your mind to a different level and it, it gives you that little extra edge that you need. You know, it helps you with um, like a calmness, a, a sense of peace. Like when I, when I work out, if I don't work out for the day, like it feels like something's off. And, you know, I think it gives, you know, the real serious go-getters and uh, the CEOs and the entrepreneurs, it gives them that edge just to, just to keep them grounded, keep them focused, and just to keep pushing. Like, it's just, it's more. It's more than, you know, it's just more than the books. It's, it's also that mindset that you have to match with the books. 
No doubt. And also, I, I was reading a book by Bob Iger, head of uh, Walt Disney, and he had a great quote which sticks with me, which is, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so I, true. you know, and I just, like, I see it with people. You're not going to be able to, I, I know that I'm not going to be able to, and I don't think anybody is, you're not going to be able to give a maximum level of energy and focus if your diet and your exercise isn't a part of your life. And we're going to get Absolutely. into what you do to get to that elite level. But even for someone who's not a professional bodybuilder, we all know what it means to eat right and not eat right. And we all know what it means to work out. And the people that are doing that consistently, they have an edge. They have an edge in the level of energy. They have an edge in their thinking. They have an edge in really their ability to deal with stress and even turn something that would be stressful to someone else into an opportunity, you know? It is true because... When you work out, you're you're like lowering your cortisol levels, and you know, like a, a lot of different like chemical reactions in your your brain and your body are triggering. So, you know, when you're working out, it it helps you with a little bit more. Um, you're able to cope with uh, stress and how you function throughout the day and and how you do certain things. Something that I would really like to get into with you is for people who, you know, look at bodybuilding and the sport, if you've seen the movie Pumping Iron or you're just aware of the sport. Oh, it's a, cl it's classic, a classic, you know, and it's like, but yeah. what, what I think about when I think of bodybuilders is the level of mental discipline that is required in every aspect of that sport because you've got to push yourself through the physical discomfort of, of tear and muscle. And then you have to deal with the physical discomfort of not eating what you want to eat, when you want to eat. Everything's regimented. And my question for you, Dane, because I want to get value for myself and my listeners because I think the mental side is so key. I, I know you're human like I am and everyone else. What goes through your mind? Let's say you're prepping for a competition. And actually, if you wouldn't mind in answering this, if you could tell us a little bit what's involved from a nutrition side when you're prepping for a competition. But when you're prepping for that, Dane, and the thought comes into your mind, like, I want to eat this, I want to do this. In other words, temptation like we all have. What has enabled you to deal with that and address it so effectively and so many other people who are well-intentioned and have goals and understand what they need to do they succumb. What is your approach to that? Well, my approach to to that is just how do you want to look? Or, you know, when you step on stage, like what body do you want to bring to the stage? So that, you know, keeps me focused. Don't get me wrong. There are a few, few times that I'm just like, you know, like watching someone eat something or I'm just sitting down watching a food network like a nut. And I'm like, why am I watching the Food Network? But it's like, hey, you know, like I want to eat that. But, you know, I try to find like different things to just to just keep me focused because it's not easy. You know, like the physical part, you're tearing your body down. But then knowing that you have to eat the same thing every day, egg whites, oatmeal, asparagus, fish, um, you know, like avocado, almonds, like water, lots of water, no juice, sodas or anything like that. And, if you want a piece of candy, you know what? You you have to resort to fruits, blueberries, blackberries. Um, you can have like some banana, but it's it's just you're eating the same thing every day for at least three or four months, seven days a week. It drives you crazy, but you have to prep your mind like a month or whatever 
in advance to say, hey, this is something that I'm going to do and it's grueling, but, you know, can I step up to the plate and do it? What I love about that, Dane, is, is what I'm hearing you say is like, it's a matter of two things. One, it's a willingness to sacrifice short-term pleasure and gratification for the long-term glory of doing that which you said you were going to do and all the results that come with it. And it really right. is, and, and I will tell you, you know, like in my world and in, in my experience, I should say, in business, it's the same thing. I know for a fact from people that I've observed in this business that the ones that are willing to make sacrifices of every single kind, sacrifices of time with their family, sacrifices of buying things that they don't need because they want to reinvest in their business, sacrifices of psychological comfort because they're taking risks that other people don't take, you do that and you pay that price because of the payoff. You're willing to pay that price because the payoff when they gave you that. And I, the, the one thing I, I was so touched when this happened, I was so moved by this is I know because we know each other that you've been working towards that IFBB card for a couple of years, maybe longer. Yes, and, yes. you know, to come back, you know, like to, to go through what you went through and deal with that sacrifice and, and, and subject yourself to that, fall short and summon it up to come up again, that's the essence of life, you know. And that's what's so inspiring to me. And for people who are listening, you have to you have to really check yourself and say, okay, are my actions really consistent with this goal that I have for myself? You know, I want to have my own business. I want to open a second or a third restaurant. I want to do this, that. And what are your behaviors? Are you putting in 15 hours a day? Are you reading everything you can? Are you putting all your money behind things that are going to grow your business? Or are you buying things you don't need? So that's what I'm hearing out of you. Like you just, for you, you just, you just make the decision and you don't allow yourself to get off focus from what the ultimate end outcome is, which is what you want. And that's the most important thing. Well, it's a willingness to just never give up. And no matter what it could take you five years, six years, whatever, just don't give up. If it's something that you really want, you put your mind to it and just go get it. <laughs> like It's not going to come easy, but when you get it, it's going to feel so good. And so, it sounds cliche, but it, you know, like that's what it is. It's the reality of it. No, it is true. I mean, I can think of similar things in my own life. You know, I remember my father uh, passed away halfway, unexpectedly halfway when I was in law school. And, um, you know, I had a choice. I had opportunities in business and I had a lot of responsibility. And I think anybody would have understood, hey, you're not going to practice law anyway. Why subject yourself to the second year and a half? I had a job at a law firm lined up and um, chose not to do it, chose to go the business route instead. But I made a commitment and I did it. And you're right. It was tough. But at the end, you feel so good. And I think for people, you know, listening to you and what I'm hearing when I listen to you is, you know, Sometimes it's really just as simple, although it's not simple, as imposing your will on yourself and saying, look, if I eat this or I deviate from that, which I know I need to do to get to that pinnacle, how am I going to feel in two months? Forget about how I'm going to feel in two minutes. In two minutes, I'm going to feel regret. Maybe for the first two seconds, it'll feel good. But what is it going to look like in two months? And I think another thing you're saying, which I'm really, really getting a lot of value out of, is keeping a vision 
in your mind of what your ultimate outcome is? How important is visualization for you or, or projecting into the future or taking time every day to think about your goals? Well, I'm always visualizing. It's, you know, before I even do a show, <laughs> three, four months out, I'm just like, hey, like, this is what I'm going to do. And, like, I picture myself doing it. I picture myself getting a trophy or whatever, shaking someone's hand. or But it's just, you know, I constantly think about it every day. Wake up, throughout the day, go to sleep. It's just, like, constantly saying, hey, I'm going to do this. And you know what? If I don't do it, I'm going to still keep thinking about it until I get it. Wow. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm a big believer in goals and writing down goals. I have yearly goals. I have quarterly goals. I have weekly goals sometimes. And I have a list every day where I go into every day and I say, look, these are things I must get done today. Everything else I can get done is beautiful, but this is a must. And I've been consistent with that for years. And I think it's, it's really served me well. What is your approach to goals and, and how do you use them in terms of structuring what you're doing in preparation for competitions and, and any other aspect of your life? Well, I, I think you, you have to have goals in order to, you know, want to achieve anything. And I, I have goals. It could be like a small goal to say, hey, I'm probably going to get through this workout today. No matter how I'm feeling, it has to get done. It might not be the best. But as long as it gets done, you know, I, I do it. So you, you have to have goals in order to, you know, just to keep going. To shift gears a little bit, which will be a little bit more direct to something I've also talked about in the past, which is it's my belief that the single most important aspect of most businesses and most certainly the hospitality industry, is the experience that the customer has with the individuals with whom they interact. So I've said many times, you know, if you go to a restaurant and you have a bad meal or you didn't like your uh, cocktail, but everyone there treated you really well and you really felt great around the vibe, you'll probably come back and conversely, you could have the best meal in the world, but if your experience with the wait staff or the host or whomever was horrible, you won't. So I watch you and you have a lot of clients. You're always working with people in the gym. And I know that you, like everybody else, have to have certain days where you're more up and not up, and yet you're always dealing with your clients in such a tremendous way where they're not only happy to get the workout with you, but you're you're bringing something very powerful to their day, and I observe that and I see it. So my question to you, Dane, is what's your approach from the business side of, of how do you maximize the interaction with your clients so that there's the tremendous value-added benefit of working with you as their trainer? Well, you know what I do? I treat each and every one of my clients how I would want to be treated. And it's like I have bad days. I know they're going to have bad days. But, you know, like sometimes you need someone to, to give you that push. Or even if I'm having a bad day, you know what? For that 30 minutes that you're working out with me, this is all about you. Like, when I'm done, when I go to the gym, it'll be all about me. So I, I try to just build a relationship where, like, I can empathize with them. And, you know, that's that's how I, I try to push them. I love it. I think empathy is the, is the most important emotion to have in business. And I completely agree with you. The, 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 most, the most efficacious way to maximize a customer's experience, whether it's a client for a personal training session, whether it's a guest in a restaurant, whether it's anything else, 
you have to have your focus on the client at that point and be attentive to the customer, right? Not get wrapped up in your own thing. And for you, well, and it, you know, always. And, you know, if you're dealing with a restaurant or a business, you have to train your staff to do that. You have more than training your staff, you have to model the behavior that you want. Like one of the things I'm always very, very diligent with myself. I mean, this is how I am as a person anyway. But I always say, please, thank you. I'm as gracious as I can be to everybody who works for me, particularly my customer service team, because I'm modeling for them the way I want them to speak to the customers. If I walked around and didn't behave like that, and then all of a sudden I start asking them to behave the way I want them to with the customers, they're going to view me as a fraud. Because they're human just like me. They could have a bad day. The customer calls up and is a jerk. They want to mouth off. So, you know, it really is, like you say, you know, putting the focus on the, the, the customer, on the client, right? Yeah, well, you know, like, no one's perfect, and we're not going to have, like, great days. Some days you could be down, but when it comes to working with other people and, like, you're, you're in an environment where people come to you to feel better. And if you're not feeling better, if you're giving them all five, like, how are they going to feel better? How are they going to leave out and say, hey, you know what? I'm glad I came today. So I always try to put good day, bad day, the best foot forward to make someone else's day good because like, we all need that. Like, when you come up to me in the morning, like, hey, Dane, how you doing? You know what? Um, I'm going to work out today. I'm feeling good. I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And I appreciate you coming over here and giving me the energy because today I'm not really feeling like like it's a good day, you know? So the little things that other people do that affects me too, and I transfer the energy to someone else. Well, you're an extremely positive person. I mean, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people that work out, when they see someone who's in the shape that you're in and is a professional athlete, you know, you get a lot of respect, but what I what I respect about you is you make everybody around you feel not only very comfortable, but you also are always uplifting people uh, and bringing that positive energy. And that ties into another thing that I wanted to discuss as well, which is in any business, the most powerful, or not in any business, but in many businesses, perhaps even most businesses, word of mouth is such a powerful marketing tool. And you being at the elite level, not just as a bodybuilder, but in the world of um, personal training, the relationship you have with your clients is amazing. What would you suggest a restaurant or a hotel or someone in any business do to maximize the relationship that they have with their clients so that they become ambassadors or, as another book would call it, raving fans for their business? Because I, I would imagine a substantial percentage of the people who seek to work out and train with you came to you because somebody said, you got to work out with Dane. He got me these results, these results. He's the greatest guy. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, the customer service. Like I try to make my customer service, you know, like it's not always 100%, but I try to make it close to 100% because you you can get referrals from that. You can, you know, you can get, you could just, you know, move forward with that. And it's also how you give them results because no one's going to talk if you're in a restaurant business. They go to the restaurant and they're like, oh, you know what, the food was okay. If they go to a restaurant and they eat, and they're like, man, this is amazing. You need to try this. Like, that's how you're going to, you know, draw more people to you by word of mouth. 
No doubt. I've been doing this for, I've been doing it for what, like 19, 20 years now, and it's always the same. You know, I try to give everyone like really good results because it's kind of like a prospect. Like they tell their friends, they tell their family members, and it's just a cycle. And, you know, I, I try to do the best that I can every day. Well, the other thing which you do, which you're really sort of modeling, and it goes for any other business as well, is to achieve what you've achieved and the success within these industries. In a sense, it comes down to self-mastery. And I think for business people, if you're going to lead anyone, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your company, you have to first start by leading yourself, you know? I and, agree. And, and I think that that starts with a sense of self-mastery and discipline. Like what I do, Dane, and I would be curious to know your thoughts, like I have a set of standards that are written down, or it could even be something as simple like these are the behavior patterns I want to do every day. These are the behavior patterns to avoid. And then I check myself, if not every day, every couple of days to make sure I'm being consistent with it. But to be a leader You've got to lead yourself, and and it's got to be self-mastery. How much time do you spend thinking about that, or does it, or is it just now on automatic because of all you do within the realm of bodybuilding and fitness? Well, now it's, it's just automatic, but before, it took me some time to, you know, trial and error, just slowly build up to it. Now it's just, I, I honestly, like, it's just, like, second nature. It's just like breathing. Like, I wake up and I do the same thing. If I don't feel like working out, like, it's just like, okay, you're not going to work out today? Like, what's wrong with you? It's just, it's just, it just triggers. And I, I love it. think about it anymore. Yeah. I love it because the truth is, when you can get to a place where you're not relying on motivation and you're internally driven and your habits are, the habits and the behavior patterns that you want and need in order to achieve your goal are so now intertwined with your being that it's it's unautomatic. That's the highest level. That's when you're just able to function. And then you have the luxury or the opportunity of just ramping up your effort. So like for you, you're not dealing with the hurdle of, okay, I'm going to go to the gym today. That's automatic or I'm going to eat properly. You now get to make this next step. Well, I know I'm going to the gym. How can I make this a more impactful workout? Than the last one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a higher level of what you're pushing yourself on. And it's the same in business. It's the same in business. You know, it's like you have your business. You know you're you're going there anyway. What, and, and this is something I would love to know your thoughts on. I'm a big believer in asking myself powerful, positive questions and programming my mind every morning through the use of questions. Because believe it or not, we're speaking to ourselves one way or another. And if you're not conscious of what you're saying, right, you wake up, same day, different BS, this sucks, I don't want to do this, how, how could she have said that to me? But if you take control of your mind by start asking questions such as, what can I do today to improve? What's great about this situation? Where can I improve these three aspects of my business? What can I do to demonstrate, to, you know, and on and on and on. What are your thoughts about that? Like programming the mind, you know, because there's a great line which I've heard, which is the mind makes a wonderful slave, but a horrible master. And what that means is if you just let your thoughts go wild, you don't know where it's going to take you. But if you take control of your mind and direct it, it can be your most powerful asset, you know? Well, it, that's so true. The mind is the most powerful thing. 
because the mind controls everything else, no matter what you do, uh, your physical activity, like you said, how you think. If you're constantly saying or telling yourself, hey, it's going to be a great day, even if it's raining or monsoon or whatever outside, if you say, oh, it's a beautiful day, I'm glad I woke up today and you know what, to make it a great day. You say that constantly, like that's what's it's going to be for that day, for that week, for that month, that year, whatever. You just have to just keep programming yourself to just stay on a level that, you know, it's it's a little bit more positive. If you were talking to somebody, let's say a typical person, business executive, that's that said, okay, they made their New Year's resolution, and they're going to give themselves four days a week, an hour a day, and their goal is to look as good as they can look, and maximize their energy, where would you suggest they put emphasis? Would it be in cardio? Would it be in weights? What would you suggest the average person should be emphasizing if they can make time and they they choose to make time for themselves four days a week, let's say? I would say it would be a mix of uh, cardio and weight training um, because you you need the cardio to strengthen your heart and then you also need the weight training to build muscle and, you know, maintain or develop more strength. When it comes to weight loss, what percentage of it comes down to diet as opposed to exercise? How important is diet and and nutritional choices versus, because sometimes you see people and I see them in the gym and you do as well. It could even speak for myself during certain months of the year. You could be working out like crazy and you don't see that person still looks smooth or they're not, you know, they're not, they're not their best versus diet, which is, you know, different stories, what you're putting into your body, how would you apportion the, the importance of, of each of those attributes in overall fitness? I would say diet is uh, 80-90% of uh, how you're going to get your results. You can come into the gym, you can work out as hard as you want, you can go as super intense. If you're not watching how you're eating, you're not going to see the results that you want. You know, like it's it's a given. <laughs> Like, and I've, I've done it numerous times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get in shape. When I first started working out, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to look like this. And I'm like, okay, why am I not changing? <laughs> like two, three months <laughs> go by and I'm like, okay, something's going on. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me change my diet. Let me, I'm trying to build. Let me cut back on my carbohydrates a little bit, increase my protein, uh, start doing a little bit more cardio and, and I started seeing changes. I'm like, okay, you know what? That's actually true. Like, so what I eat affects how I look. So it's it's a very important thing um, as far as diet goes and what you eat. You know, I think uh, for people who are listening and you had a New Year's resolution to get in shape and maybe you've fallen off, I think it's always, you don't need to wait for New Year's to make a decision to do something good for yourself, you know? And for sure, if you're looking to compete, because in business, you're either the hunter, you're the hunted, or you're partnering up with someone else to go hunting, you don't want to leave anything on the table that you can use to your advantage. And I, I would agree with you about the diet, not just even for appearance sake. If you can get to a place, and I'm, I'm nowhere near at your level, but I've learned over time that if I can be very mindful about my diet choices and eat for not only health, but nutrition and energy, you know, you make better decisions. You can be more effective throughout the course of the day. And it really Correct. is 
it's just a mind shift to realize, hey, listen, it's not food is not there to be this sort of carnival plaything that you do whatever feels good. I mean, it's it's understandable, and you can look at the history of biology to understand why we crave certain things. But if you can just sort of use your intellect and understand that, and again, it comes back to something you were saying earlier. What matters to you more? Looking a certain way, achieving a certain goal in business, or that momentary rush of eating what you want to eat or doing what you want to do? Because life's about choices. You can't have both, you know? Oh, absolutely. And not only with the, like the diet, the diet and eating right gives you clarity. That's an important thing, too. No like doubt. having the clarity to to like see past what you need to see past. And what I mean by that is you're better able to, to think about certain things, um, stay a little bit more focused, you know, because if you're eating you know, all the junk food and, and the garbage, like it clouds like your thinking, it clouds your judgment. But if you're eating, you know, um, good amount of protein, decent amount of fats and decent amount of carbohydrates, like your body is detoxing. So when your body detoxes, physically it's detoxing, but you're also detoxing the mind. Like you just have that like a different clarity to things. There's no question about that. And again, this is all about giving people insight into being successful in whatever they want to do. You know, we started out with the restaurant, hospitality, but I want to be successful in, in everything that I'm putting my time into. And Nutrition is a part of it. And even that, of course, as we keep going back to, it all starts and stops with the mind, right? And and if we put it like that, then it really is incumbent upon us to ask ourselves the right questions and direct our mind to get what we want. Because if we don't do that, it's like you said, the person who wakes up and it's raining outside says, oh, gee whiz, another rainy day, this sucks. They're engaging in self-talk. In the same way that the person says, hey, it's raining out. This is going to be awesome. When I was a kid, I liked the rain, and I've got this to look forward to. And I'm going to just do a little test here and show myself that I'm tougher than other people. I'm going to go running in the rain today just to prove to myself Absolutely. that I'm willing to go beyond discomfort, you know? Absolutely. Yes, you're right. And one, you know, just one other thing. I know you and I have talked about this guy David Goggins in the past. If, if and I recommended his book in an earlier podcast. But one of the concepts he talks about which I think is so important in, in life and in business, is becoming comfortable with discomfort. I, I believe that the comfort zone and doing what feels good and, and that whole thing is the first step towards ruination. Once you get complacent in business and in life, you've begun the first step, I think, towards a very negative outcome. And so you always have to be willing to embrace discomfort because it's only at the other end of discomfort that you get the glory and the rewards, right? So true. I, I totally agree with you 100%. I mean, if you think about it, the great bodybuilders are the ones who are willing to subject themselves to more discomfort than their competitors, right? It's not like, right? Yeah, it's true. It's, it's you're, you, you always have different stages. You get to one stage and you're like, okay, like I did it. But then if you really want to be number one, or top five in your class, then you have to push. Like, it hurts. You're sore every day. You're, like, you know, like, uncomfortable sleeping because you're in such pain. But you know what you do? The next day you do the same thing again. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it's 
like that's what you do. Like you just just keep pushing. I I remember when my dad, who I got a lot of inspiration from, he passed away. They said you know about twenty years ago, but you know he had ups and downs. But I remember he broke his foot one day, and the next day he was back out. You know, my dad was a very my dad owned a number of different businesses, was very successful. Then after my uh, parents got uh, divorced, he had a bit of a turnaround because he was just going through some life changes. Then he built himself back up again. And even though he was an accountant and everything, started off by building his own sort of egg route, delivering, right? And he broke his foot. And the next day he was out there with that cast in a plastic bag, driving this van, delivering it. And this was from a man who was a you know professional and had lived in a penthouse and now was building himself back up, which he did to success again. But it's like, if he wasn't willing to go through that discomfort, physical and people looking at you, he would have never got the reward. Well, of course. It's, it's you know, like when you're on, I wouldn't say like a level, but when you have that mindset to say, hey, like who cares what people think? Like, I'm going to still do this. And <laughs> like you keep pushing and you just, you, you make it happen. Something I really like and, and to sort of bring us to the conclusion here, and this has been so much fun, I could go on talking to you for uh, hours, but luckily I get to see you uh, probably tomorrow or Sunday. But one of the things that I really like about your whole business is your Instagram page. And what's great about your Instagram page is it's a, it's a great combination of actionable content for people. So you'll show workout moves and different things to try in the gym, but then you'll have also different sayings that prep people's mind. And then you'll also be praising some of your clients. So your Instagram page is really phenomenal from the perspective of a businessman, but it's also a go-to spot for people that are looking for content. What would your suggestions be to a business like a restaurant or a hotel or a bar? You know, if they're really successful, they're really trendy, or they're just getting started or they're established and they want to reposition themselves how would you suggest they utilize social media to create the awareness and the interactions they want with their brand? Well, I would say just make it, you know, inviting for everyone. Have something for everyone on your page, whether it's with the restaurant business, um, meals or a discount or, you know, like in my profession, what I do, it's um, inspirational quotes, workouts with my clients, um, me showing that like I'm doing the same thing I'm I'm telling them to do. It's it's just, you know, make it make it for everyone. It's not like I see some of them, you know, Instagrams and it's like all pictures of that person. It's like, okay, that's cool. Like you know, I get it, but what about the average person that can't get on that level? Like, you know, you want to make it like invited to them to say like, hey, okay, like he's doing that too or oh I saw that workout or you know what? I wasn't gonna work out today, but you know what? He just put this post up to say, "Get your butt in the gym." I'm gonna go to the gym right now. You know, so it's 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 just more inviting. That's and really smart. Uh, yeah. That's really smart because yeah. a lot of people use Instagram, whether they're personal accounts, but even business accounts, to try to flex and and present something to the world, which behind that might be insecurity. But if you want to be tactical in business, you have to be thinking about the person that's going to be consuming what you put there. And like you said, Dane, by making it as inclusive as possible, by leading with content, by putting things up there that maximize engagement. Like you said, you know, if you had content up there every day that showed 
you at the most elite stage of your development and didn't have the other stuff, you might not be as inviting to a certain segment of the market that you are inviting to because you're showing them other people working out just like them or you're having those inspirational quotes or you're giving them tips. You know what I'm saying? No, it's, it's true. Funny enough, I was just working on because I trained one of my clients today. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to um, I'm gonna put these exercises up so, you know, other people can see. And she's like, oh, you know, really? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know what? Like, other people want to see, like, what you do to get how you are. So, like, that's why I put certain things up there. It's it's not just for me. Not just like, okay, I'm going to use this and this is, like, my little, like, edge on everything. It's like, okay, this is my little edge. But are you mentally tough enough or are you strong enough or are you willing enough to like stay committed and do what I put up there? Like, that's why I do it. Mm. So it's, you know, it's, it's more like to say like, Hey, I want you to, to use what I'm putting up there. It's really good, man. Dane, this was really a pleasure. And I, I know you are a busy guy, uh, and I appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me. And I know for my audience, when you listen to this podcast and, you know, when you check out Dane, I'm going to give the information, really think about this, not just in terms of making you the best version of yourself from that standpoint, but understand that to the extent that you maximize your energy, you maximize your vitality, you maximize your ability to engage in discomfort, each and every one of those attributes is only going to make you a better business person or a better entrepreneur. So it's not as if there's the working out and then I go do my business. You have to view them as part and parcel of the same thing. And that's what this interview was about. And Dane, your, your insights are incredibly valuable. If you want to check out Dane, and I absolutely would recommend it, check him out at DTC Fitness on Instagram. And you'll, you know, you know, listening to you, Dane is like such a cool, chill guy. When you check him out, you're going to be like, well, this dude is, is the real deal. Also, danechang.org is the website. I don't know, you know, how long you'll have to wait or all that, but Dane is a trainer at Retro Fitness in Tenafly. You know, if you're interested, you can reach out there. And uh, Dane, again, thank you, man. This was really, really a pleasure. And uh, I really appreciated no, our time you. together. No, definitely thank you. And it's, you know, it's an honor because talking to you every day and seeing you every day, like, like I say, we all need a little push and we all need, you know, like a good positive uh, feedback to keep pushing in. You know, I appreciate everything you do. So it's a given. Thank you, Dane. Have a great day. All right. All right you too. Well, that was a real pleasure. That interview. I, I love speaking to Dane. I love speaking to people that are elite at what they do. Doesn't matter what it is. And certainly to be elite enough to earn a professional bodybuilding card, you are utilizing your mind and your discipline and your self-mastery at the highest level. And those are the people that you want to listen to. Those are the people you want to learn from. And therefore, for my book recommendation of the uh, episode, I'm going to recommend a book that I read a year and a half ago, a phenomenal book, and it's exactly tied into what we're doing. It's, it's called Total Recall, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography. And what's great about Arnold Schwarzenegger, among many things, is obviously he was a phenomenal bodybuilder, multiple-time Mr. Olympia, 
But look at what he did with that platform. I mean, forget about the fact that bodybuilding wasn't even that big when he did it. Arnold achieved elite-level status in business, tremendous business acquisitions, elite-level status as an actor. He was the number one box office guy in Hollywood, elite-level status in politics, governor of California, which was the highest position he could ever attain since he was not an American citizen originally. So he's a living embodiment of the quote I said earlier, which is the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. I'm going to keep that thought in my mind, and, and I would like everyone else to consider it as well, because the way that we push ourselves in whatever we do is only going to yield benefits for us in our business and in everything else in our life. So thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments for me, you can reach me at steven at wilcofoods.com, or you can DM me on our Instagram page, which is at Foods. And um, this was a great episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Profitable Table, fed by Woolco Foods. Please be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about Woolco Foods or Stephen Toberoff, please visit us at woolcofoods.net.